Something happened at, in the University of Toronto. It was very sad. Um, students at the University of Toronto are protesting. They they protested on Monday uh, to demand that the school acknowledge they've got a mental health crisis on the campus days after uh, a fellow classmate took his own life on the weekend. And the school is not using the word suicide out loud. It's got the it's got the students really upset. Um, they say that it's been U of T's recent trend to kind of not acknowledge or address the suicides that take place on campus. Uh, Toronto police confirmed they were called to the university Saturday at 8.40 p.m. And officers on the scene did not deem the death to be suspicious in nature and don't believe any criminality was involved. In a tweet on Monday, the university acknowledged something had happened and they cited, quote, the recent incident at the Bathin Center, unquote, directing students to its campus services and various on and off campus crisis lines. Mental health is, you know, an important uh, thing to keep, uh, you know, aware of and how your mental health is doing, especially when you're a new student and you're, you know, overwhelmed. Megan Devine is joining us on the uh, line right now. She is a psychotherapist and author of It's Okay That You're Not Okay. She's been on the show before. Megan, good to have you back. Thanks for having me back. What do you think of how the university is dealing with this? Because I know that um, suicide as a contagion is a very real thing. Yeah, so I think the, the first thing to say is that sometimes there are legal constraints about what an institution can say and not say. That doesn't mean that, that suicide shouldn't be talked about, but just sort of as a, as a precursor here, sometimes there are legal constraints around what they can say, especially if they don't have a coroner's report yet. Now, we know from, uh, from what I read this morning anyway that the, the police department has ruled that particular death, death by suicide, but, but sometimes all of that information is not available. So it's a little bit of a dicey territory in there. I think the bigger issue is how do we acknowledge that suicide happens? How do we acknowledge what the what the students are saying is that they see there's a problem here. And how are we going to talk about it? Because the ways that we are talking about it or not talking about it are making the problem worse. Doesn't the word incident minimize uh, the problem and the tragedy? It, it can. Word choice is really important. And again, I, I go back to... There are often so many reasons why specific language is used. I think the I think the thing here, though, is like what I hear from those students is that this is a conversation that needs to happen, and it needs to happen frankly and openly. We need to be using the word suicide. We need to be talking about what happens at an alarming rate, especially to our young people. And it's it's no longer acceptable to avoid the word. Mm-hmm. It's no longer acceptable to avoid the topic of conversation because whether you use the word or not, it's happening. And this uh, generation and the students are very plugged in. They're saying yeah. there's a mental health crisis on campus. And what they're calling for is 21 changes. Now, I've read that they include more health and wellness staff, increased hours around exam time, shorter wait times. Uh, this is interesting. Check in emails from wellness staff for students who stop attending sessions abruptly. Would that be helpful? I saw that. I think that's a wonderful thing. Like the students, I I am so amazed and pleased with with young folks in uh, in Western culture these days. Like really agitating for change, really standing up and saying this stuff is wrong across a lot of different subject areas. So this is really exciting to see this sort of um, protest and articulate way of speaking about the truth of their own reality. And I love that particular point that you bring up that they say, like, if somebody disappears 
you need to follow up. You need to check on them. There does need to be a way of coming back around and saying, hey, like, notice this. Can we talk about why you're not here or what you might need? Let's realize, though, that, you know, that might be difficult for these institutions that, yeah, they're educational institutions, but they're also running a business. So how do they start to wade into an area that they already feel obviously uncomfortable talking about? That's a mental health um, service. Yeah, that's a great question. So this is a gigantic issue. There's no one magic answer that's going to make things better. And I I think this is why we need to talk about a cultural response to mental health and mental, mental wellness. It's not just an institutional response. They can do what they can do, and they can certainly, most institutions can get better, right? Mm. Things can be made um, more clear, and there can be systems in place. We also want to acknowledge, though, that you could have the best clinical crisis service in the world, and that doesn't mean that everybody's going to go to it. There are lots of reasons why somebody might not seek, quote-unquote, treatment. Mm -hmm. Life is hard, right? There are stressors everywhere. And as a culture, we don't talk about the things that hurt. Do we need to start talking about these things as part of Frosh Week? I know it's in the past, it's been, you know, like a booze fest, but like maybe we need to sit down as well and have, you know, you pair people up. Like what I did when I went to university, it was really cool. We went to Ryerson and we had, and it would be unheard of in today's society. Each young girl got paired with an older guy from a year ahead. And and the same deal with a young man was, so it was called your big brother, a big sister. And they kind of showed you around and and got you comfortable with how it worked i don't know why it was the opposite sex but anyhow there therein lies the problem that would just it would be corrected now but if you sat down and they they kind of ran you through this or it was like small groups where they talked to you during frost week and said hey and here are the people that you can talk to if you're, you're feeling overwhelmed yes please do that i think that is a wonderful wonderful idea And again, it can't be a one-off. It can't be just during Frost Week. It can't be just when there's a quote-unquote incident. Um, It it can't be in isolation like that because that's not that's not how pain works. That's not how humans work. That's not how stress works. Mm -hmm. We need to make resources clear. I think one of the things that I saw in the articles that I read this morning were that people didn't know where the resources were. Right, and like even one of the assistant professors was like. There was no announcement that there was a whole conversation going on on Reddit about this incident. Um, so there, there does need to be more of a system, more um, transparency, and more loud shouting of the resources that are available. And at the same time, we need to be making daily conversations about how hard it is to be here, how hard it is to be human, how we respond when somebody says they're having a bad day. Do we jump in and try to cheer them up? Well, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that is really your first instinct, most people. Oh, well, yes. it's not that bad because you look really good today. I know you look like, great. oh, I mean, worst thing to that. say. There's a, there's a, there, it is. There's a line in that in that article, um, you know, of somebody who knew the young man who died by suicide over the weekend. And he said he talked to him the day before and he looked, quote unquote, fine. Mm. Well, of course he did, because we're all really good at passing. If every time you say that things are tough right now, somebody tells you it's not that bad, or they jump in and tell you to look on the bright side, or they tell you, you should get some hope for that. Mm. Well, that's not helping. There's a reason why we have epidemics of suicide and suicidal behavior. There's a reason we have epidemics of self-harm and interpersonal violence and drug use. 
Well, thank God that these how to talk about pain. Yeah, and thank God these students are sounding the alarm. Megan, I'd love to talk to you further, but I gotta. We've reached the end of our show, so I gotta let you go. Okay. Thanks so much, Megan. Always a pleasure, Megan Devine.